I think what I've seen folks do that have embraced this that I think is is really cool is developing these paved roads, seeing security mm-hmm. as an enabler, seeing security as the team that isn't just the team of yes or no, or you should do it this way, but the team that says, here is the way to do this. Here is the tooling. Here are the systems you can adopt and use really easily that make it easier to do things the right way than to do things the wrong way on your own. You're listening to Cloud Security Reinvented, a podcast for security leaders with a focus on the cloud. Learn best practices from fellow security professionals and how they disconnect from it all at the end of the day. Cloud Security Reinvented. Good morning, or depending on when you are in the world, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. Welcome to Cloud Security Reinvented. I'm your host, Andy Ellis. Before I introduce our guest for the week, a quick word from our sponsor, Orca Security. Orca provides agentless security and compliance for your public cloud infrastructure, enabling you to detect and prioritize security risks in minutes, not months. Thank you, Orca. I'm here with Ben Waugh, the Chief Security Officer of Redox. Welcome, Ben. Cool. Thanks, Andy. I'm honored to be here. Well, thanks for joining us today. You know, across a career, not only do we as professionals grow, at least I hope we do, but the world we're in changes. And I'd like to get some insight from you, especially in light of the transition from the on-premise world that many of us started in to the world of cloud that is increasingly the default norm for IT infrastructure. But before we dig into that change, would you share with our audience just a little bit about your career journey? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's actually been quite interesting because when I do look back, the thing that has been quite consistent throughout my career has been my involvement in the cloud and in organizations who have been moving to the cloud or, or a cloud native. And so, yes, over the last several years, I've worked in large kind of financial organizations that are mm-hmm. doing a significant cloud migration. I've worked at Twilio as part of its scale up. And now I'm at Redox, which is a cloud native medical platform for folks who are building healthcare applications uh, in the cloud. So you've been probably in the cloud more in your career than many others have who probably have done more of that transition, but I suspect your world has still changed as the cloud has become a prevalent and default option, you know, for you being an early adopter to now being part of the mainstream. So what does that look like for you? I think the thing that I've observed at a macro level is that the cloud's really been an agent of a democratization of technology and business. In the past, the IT team held the keys to the kingdom. Every application had to go through them. Every system had to go through them if it was going to be set up. Whereas with the introduction of software as a service, infrastructure as a service, ultimately these tools are now available to every team in the business. And it empowers them from both like a utility perspective, a cost perspective, an ability perspective to implement change, bring technology to their business and their processes. Um, And this means as security practitioners, we've really had to shift from being IT security, being part of the technology teams to being partners of the entire business, enablers and working with the entire business rather than just working with IT teams. The modern CISO or security engineer, rather than just working with other engineers, they're now working with business people. They really need to to understand their world, how it works and how what we need to do to make all those parts of the business secure. Yeah, that's a, a really interesting observation. You know, just IT in general stopped being an IT specific and becoming a business mm-hmm. problem. And so security has moved with that. And you're in an interesting industry at, at Redox with doing you know, healthcare application development. You know, how is cloud security in that industry different than mm-hmm. what I might expect looking at it from the outside? 
Yeah, working in healthcare, sometimes it feels like we're in a very, uh, a bit of a dichotomy and a bit of incongruous world where half the industry is very rooted in traditional infrastructure, traditional technology, traditional networks uh, for some very good reasons and some very bad reasons. But we're also seeing this rapidly developing world of modern applications, modern companies entering the space and really trying to kind of bridge those two together is creating interesting challenges for, for everyone in the industry. And part of the reason why we're, we're still trying to figure this out is because many systems in that traditional ecosystem, things like medical devices, hospital equipment, it was built years ago and connected to networks, but not connected with security in mind, with the ability to run on an open network or an insecure network. They were designed thinking that they would run an internal network that was debatably, especially these days, considered to be trusted and secure. And so being able to try to, to connect these different worlds, these different systems together is, is really challenging, really complex and really difficult. And add to this that the vendor space, the supplier space in healthcare technology is so complicated. There are so many organizations that don't quite know what the mix is of third-party systems they're using, vendors they're using, what data is being shared with whom. It's incredibly messy, incredibly complicated, but it's also really interesting to be solving these types of problems using these new modern approaches. Yeah. So I guess your hybrid is a lot more, uh, covers a bigger spectrum than everybody else's hybrid tends to. Absolutely, absolutely. It's everywhere. It's all over the place, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> so so if you look at the practices and norms from the pre-cloud yeah. era, which one of those are ones really still resonate today and are really applicable and maybe more applicable now than they yeah. used to be? For me, I always just come back to, to the basics, to good hygiene. I think you still should be focusing on those first. Things like patching, things like access control, MFA, things like asset management, having a strong inventory and ownership because as we were kind of talking about before, like we've got this world now where it's not just IT that owns these things and is doing this stuff. So having that visibility into what's being used, who owns that, are we covering off the basics for all of those systems that are, mm -hmm. that are being implemented? Like That to me is the most important thing. And I think if you can't get the basics right in any environment, whether it's on-prem, hybrid or cloud, you really need to be focusing on those first. Great. So it's good that there's a practice that has come forward that's useful, but is there a practice that yep. you see that people are still using that we really ought to have just gotten rid of a long time ago? I'm not sure we should have, we should get rid of it, obviously, but I really think the focus on these hard shell approaches to networks and security mm -hmm. needs to be rethought. We should still have that, but we really need to stop relying on that as a primary way of ensuring that our ecosystem is secure. Like I, I mentioned, couple of seconds ago about medical devices and mm -hmm. systems that were never built with security in mind. They were built assuming that the networks they're on were secure. So they have none of this stuff built into them. They have no authentication, no authorization, no support for encryption with communications. So it's not safe to, to put these really on an internal network today, let alone try to do anything with them kind of right. over an expanded system. So I would say that folks need to reconsider kind of that model of security and make sure mm -hmm. that, that they really treat these, even these internal systems, internal networks, I should say, as less secure than they think they might be. Yeah, I think for a long time, we got away with having the idea of a perimeter security because we really did have a logical network perimeter. And that's yeah. pretty much gone now, isn't it? Yep, 
Absolutely. And that's really when you start to think about cloud environments and how they need to operate and communicate with each other, you can't have that hard shell approach because it also just doesn't scale. It doesn't scale when you try to connect thousands of these systems together in a way that's going to be secure. So if you look at what the cloud has brought to us, from your perspective, what has been truly the biggest surprise or opportunity for growth that the cloud era has brought us? Yeah, I, I think that when you think about like the whole shift to cloud and the business shift to cloud, I think that smart IT and technology teams have really recognized and embraced this. They've shifted how they work with the business teams to make it mm-hmm. more safe, more supported, in terms of helping them do what they ultimately want to do. The really foolish ones have resisted this change and it's created more of a proliferation of this shadow IT problem. Um, Shadow IT is no longer kind of like a line in a security risk register, in my opinion. It's simply just how business works. But yeah, I think what I've seen folks do that have embraced this that I think is is really cool is developing these paved roads, seeing security Mm -hmm. as an enabler, seeing security as the team that isn't just the team of yes or no, or you should do it this way, but the team that says, here is the way to do this. Here is the tooling. Here are the systems you can adopt and use really easily that make it easier to do things the right way than to do things the wrong way on your own. I like that paved roads metaphor, because I often joke a lot of times that shadow IT just means that IT hasn't put a light in the right place. And if you think about it as a road, you got to put lights on your road so you know what's running on it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a high bar, but it's a bar that we should set ourselves yeah. to like as security teams, organizations to say, like, we should be making mm-hmm. it easier to do it the right way than the wrong way. Right. We should be making it easier just to do it, let alone even yep. the right way, like at exactly. least help it get yep. done yep. and then help yep. it get done the right way. Yep. I'm with you there. So if you look back on your career, is there some piece of advice that you wish someone had given to you early in your career that maybe you could pass on now to somebody else who's early in their career? I think for me personally, I've been really fortunate. I've had really amazing mentors, coaches, managers. So I think at every step of my career, I've gotten really valuable advice. It's hard for me to say I wish I'd been told something earlier, but I think there are certainly pieces of advice that I need to be reminded of from time to time. I definitely say be humble, no matter Mm -hmm. at what point you are in your career, always seek to understand others' points of view, no matter how junior they might be. You can't coach, teach, um, educate, train someone if you don't understand where they're coming from. Don't just assume that they're wrong and you know more because you're more experienced. I would say partner as much as you can with other teams, with other people in the business. Sometimes it's really hard to see their point of view if they disagree on you on whether something should be implemented a certain way or not. And that doesn't mean you need to acquiesce always to to what they would like. But really, again, you need to understand where they're coming from and work together as a security being a partner to them rather than as an adversary. Yep. And finally, I'd say communication. A huge part of my job, especially as I'm sort of now becoming more senior and whatnot, is really making sure the right information gets communicated to the right people, both upwards and downwards through the organization. Make sure that the right folks kind of get that information. And as I said, and sometimes that's really hard to figure out. Sometimes that's the hardest part of this job. You know, I got to say, those were four amazing piece of its, pieces of advice. You know, communicate to the right people, build relationships, you know, listen for hints that you might be wrong, you know, being humble. And of course, the one you started with that you said, well, I didn't have a piece of advice I missed because I had people mentoring me and giving me advice is Absolutely. itself some fantastic advice. If you don't have somebody who's giving you advice, mm-hmm. maybe you should find that person. So I, I love those. Thanks, Ben. Absolutely. If you look to the future, 
Yeah, what opportunities for technology in the future get you most excited? Yeah, I think working in healthcare is interesting because we see a lot of the problems, obviously, in, in the ecosystem. We mm -hmm. see a lot of the areas that are being held back due to the lack of adoption in healthcare. And, and that can be sometimes seen as really frustrating and annoying, but I also see that as really exciting because we get to see all these new modern startups coming up with ideas that can dramatically improve the way that we do healthcare from a technology perspective. And there are a lot of challenges that these folks run into that they need to solve uh, in order to bridge these two worlds, as we talked about, in order to, to see the adoption of this new technology. Mm -hmm. But there's just such a huge amount of potential in this space that I suspect over the next five, 10 years, we're, we're going to see some amazing uses of technology in, in the healthcare ecosystem. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to a lot of that too. So a bit of free form, you know, we don't always want to ask about technology. So is there some bit of wisdom that you just love sharing with people that you could share with our listeners? <laughs> I'm not sure if this can be counted as wisdom, but I definitely kind of go back to what I was talking about before. Uh, a lot of organizations I see struggle with doing the basics consistently well, while at the mm -hmm. same time, they're investing a lot in solving for really advanced threats and problems. Sometimes you really need to go back to the basics. If you're doing those really well consistently everywhere, and I really mean that when I say consistently, you need to be able to put your hand in your heart and say, yes, I know everything is configured at a certain baseline, a certain way. That's when you're in a space where you can start to raise the bar and start to look at more advanced controls, address more advanced threats. It's pointless having all these APT controls in place and detective controls monitoring every packet that goes in and out if you leave the front door wide open. And so know and understand your environment, do really, really good asset management and asset ownership, ensure that you've got basic controls consistently mm -hmm. applied, things like patching, MFA, external vulnerability monitoring, all of that type of thing. And, and then look to address the low hanging fruit, address identity access management, address external vulnerabilities you're seeing come up, then go for the more advanced stuff. Yeah, I love that as a, a local football coach here likes to say, do your job before you worry about somebody <laughs> exactly. else's, right? Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Ben, thank you for uh, coming and joining us today. Cool. No, thank you very much, Andy. Again, honored to be invited on. Okay. And thank you, folks, for spending a little time listening to us. For Cloud Security Reinvented, I'm Andy Ellis. Have a fantastic day. Thank you for checking out this episode of Cloud Security Reinvented, brought to you by Orca Security. Orca Security detects and prioritizes cloud security risks for AWS, Microsoft Azure, and Google Cloud without the gaps in coverage, alert fatigue, and operational costs of agents. Please follow Cloud Security Reinvented wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or visit orca.security slash podcast to get immediate access to all of the latest episodes.